Pastovi, how you doing? Welcome to Bible Surfing Tuesday. I'm so glad to have you this evening. How has your day been? How is the week going so far? I trust splendid. Are you getting ready for October, a new month? We are about to enter the last three months of 2020. I just want to encourage you this evening and let you know that the power to stir your life, to stir your destiny, is in your hands. On Sunday, we looked at the dualism of faith and I showed you that the shield of faith can be used as a defensive weapon, which is why, or will I say that is its primary purpose, but it can also be used as an offensive weapon. So we looked at that on Sunday, and I'm going to continue a bit from, I'm going to continue from that, <laughs> not a bit, I'm going to continue from that today. And today, I just want to show you how you can effectively use the shield of faith as an offensive weapon, not just a, as a defensive weapon alone. I'm going to take you back to Jesus, his days here on earth when he walked the streets of Palestine. And before he left, he said something to his disciples. But before I tell you what he told them just before he left, while he was doing ministry here on earth, there was a time he sent his disciples two by two to go preach the gospel. And he said something critical to them. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. He said in Matthew 10, verse 1, And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, the Bible said that he gave them power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of disease. He gave them power to cast them out. Not only to cast them out, he gave them power to heal every kind of disease. When you translate the word power from Greek, it means exousia. It is a bit different from the word power in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And I think I quoted that chapter for you last time out on Sunday, where he told them, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. In, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, that word power is trans was the word dunamis from the Greek. It was a word translated dunamis from the Greek. But in this place, in Matthew 10, and the one I'm going to show you in Matthew 28, the word power is the word exousia. Jesus has given us his authority. Now, authority is power handed over to you. Authority is not your own power, but it is exercising someone's power on that person's behalf. That's what authority is. It's just like um, the policeman. 
when the policeman, let's assume, is controlling traffic, and maybe the traffic light is not word is not working. Once the police officer or the traffic warden raises his or her hand towards that trailer, issuing that command to stop, the driver behind the wheel must obey that command. The traffic warden or the policeman is executing his authority based on the power that has been handed or given to him or her by the government of that nation. So though the policeman doesn't have power because the policeman is not the government, but the policeman has the authority. This is exactly what Jesus gave to his disciples here in Matthew chapter 10. He said to them, I have given you authority to cast out devils, to heal the sick. Is that told them, go do that. And they went and came back and they came back rejoicing. He said, master, 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 in your name. <laughs> so what does that mean? The name of Jesus is the authority of the believer. I'll say that again. The authority given us <laughs> by God was given us in the name of Jesus. So anytime I issue a command to devils in the name of Jesus, they must obey, not because of me, because I'm no one in essence, if you know what I mean, but because of that name. They didn't say to Jesus, ah, the devils obeyed us. They said, no, they said, in your name. <laughs> the name of Jesus is the authority that has been given us. So when Jesus was leaving earth in Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus, the Bible says, came and spake to his disciples. And he said to them, he said, power has been given me all power and all authority has been given me he now turned to them and said now you go in this power you go with this authority that i have gotten because i died and i went to hell and i defeated satan and i put him in his place and I collected everything he stole from you. Now, go with this authority. As I said, he said to them, go in my name. <laughs> and the name of Jesus is the name of the Godhead, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Spirit is the name of Jesus. Jesus told them, go baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you go back to the Acts of the Apostles, and when you read some of the baptisms that were conducted in the Acts of the Apostles, you will notice that some of the apostles that conducted baptism, the water baptism, the Bible recorded in Acts that they baptized them in the name of Jesus. But here, Jesus said, baptize in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit, but they went and they baptized in the name of Jesus. Why did they baptize in the name of Jesus? Because 
the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me read you an example. Because the name of Jesus, <laughs> oh, glory be to God. The name of Jesus is the name <laughs> of the Trinity. Now, here is an example. At chapter 2, verse 38. And in verse 38, he said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. But what did Jesus tell them? In Matthew 28, Jesus told them, baptize in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit. But here, he told them, Peter told them, be baptized in the name of Jesus. It is the same thing because the name of the Trinity is the name of Jesus. I'll put it this way. The name of Jesus is like a capsule of the names of the Godhead. Anytime you deploy the name of Jesus, the Father appears, <laughs> the Son appears, and the Spirit appears. So the name of Jesus is the name of the Godhead. This is the authority of the believer. So anytime you go on the offensive with the shield of faith, anytime you go on the offensive, with the sword of the spirit, go knowing that you have this authority to speak to unclean spirits, to speak to devils, to heal the sick. And the Bible says, they shall all obey you. We are living in a dire period in, in history. We have the COVID-19 here in the UK. We are <laughs> going back to another sort of lockdown because of the spike in cases. Uh, but there is something that I know, that I know, that I know. <laughs> I don't know what part of the world you're living. Maybe you don't have this kind of crisis. But there are many other things. The enemy has come to steal. He has come to kill. He has come to destroy. I don't know what he's trying to destroy in your life. I don't know what he's trying to steal from you. Whatever it is, you need to Come with the sword of the spirit. You need to come with the shield of faith. But this time around, you're not defending. You're going on the attack. <laughs> you know, the sword of the spirit is an offensive weapon. You are going on the attack. And how you go on the attack is by speaking. Now, when we look at Psalm 91, Psalm 91 is um, the protective <laughs> chapter. People call it a protective psalm, the psalms that you use for protection. You see what uh, David said in verse 2 of that place in, in Psalm 91. He showed us in verse 2, he gave us the secret of how to get this protection, how to get this covering over your life over the lives of those that matter to you, over the lives of your friends and family. What did he say in verse 2? He said in verse 2, I will say of the Lord. This is how you activate the protection. When you take God's word and you fire it and you confess it and you speak it, it comes into action. It gets activated. That is when the word starts working for you. 
The word in your mind will not go out on the offensive. But the word in your mouth spoken is the word released. It's like releasing missiles. It's like releasing bullets. That is how you use your authority. If the policeman just stands on the road without executing his authority by the raising up of his finger to stop the vehicle or by the raising up of his hand to ask the vehicle to continue moving or to go, nobody will pay attention to the police officer. Nobody will obey the police officer because the authority the police officer has is only executed, is only appropriated by an action. Either stop or go. He can stand there, nobody will obey him or her until he uses his authority. It is that same way, my brothers and my sisters. Nobody, no devil will obey you until you speak to them. David said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He said, my God in him will I trust. That same way, there's the same way you got saved. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10 that with your mouth you confessed, with your heart you believe. So I believe as you listen to me, that faith will well up in your heart that you have this authority to execute judgment over the enemy. The next thing you need to do is to act, <laughs> is to act. How do you act? Is by speaking. The same way the policeman raises his hands, you need to speak. Who do you speak to? You don't speak to God. This is where a lot of Christians miss it. They go to God and start speaking to God whenever the enemy comes to attack them. This is not what Jesus told us. Jesus told us in Mark 11 verse 23. If any of you say, whosoever shall say to this mountain, what is the problem? The problem is the obstacle before you. The problem is the mountain before you. Whenever you are faced with a mountain or an obstacle or a problem that was put there by the enemy, don't talk to God. I'll say that again. Anytime you are faced with a problem or with an obstacle that is before you and your preferred future before you and your miracle before you and the things you desire, don't talk to God. That is the time you speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. So I read Acts chapter 2 for you when Peter preached to the thousands that gathered on the day of Pentecost. <laughs> Sorry, not for the paralytic. I mistook the two stories. On the day of Pentecost, when they gathered and said, oh, they are drunk because you are speaking in tongues. He said, I'm preaching to them. And he told them, if you repent and believe in Jesus Christ and be baptized in his name. You know, after, he, after that great, wonderful miracle of 3,000 souls that were added to the church, I think... Either the next day or the next week, the Bible didn't tell us. They were headed to the temple to go and pray. And they saw this paralytic. And the Bible said the paralytic looked up at them, desiring arms. 
and what did they do? Peter said to him, Hey, silver, gold, I have none. But he still looked at him and said, Hey, but there is something I know I have. Oh, oh hallelujah. I don't know if you're with somebody, if you're with somebody, talk to that person and say, There is something I have. <laughs> There is something, there is something, there is something I have. When Moses went to God and cried unto the Lord, when they were facing the Red Sea, the Lord cried out back at him, said, hey, Moses, what do you have in your hands? Stop crying to me. I gave you something. When I encountered you at the burning bush, I gave you something. That rod in your hands, the rod you used, to, 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 to bring to pass all the plagues, the rod you threw on the ground and it turned to snake and it swallowed all the powers, authority of the magicians of Egypt. You still have that rod in your hand. The authority of the believer, the name of Jesus is like the rod of authority in the hand of that believer. So Peter said, there is something I have. He knew he had something because Jesus had told them before he ascended in Matthew 28, go. Jesus told them, I have collected all the power and authority. Now I am giving it to you. So he knew there was something he had. In Mark chapter 16, Jesus also talked about it. The Mark's version of this Matthew 28. He said, he told them, say, once you are a believer, that is the only pre-qualification. Once you believe in Jesus Christ, you have this authority. This authority has been given to everyone that believes in the name of Jesus. And Paul looked at him and said, see, look at us. Fix your eyes on us. Silver, gold, we don't have. But there is something. I have. And what did he have? He had the authority, the authority in the name of Jesus. He now said to the man, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Did you note in that same place that Peter did not pray to God? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He might ask, Pastor, what are you saying? So when I pray, I shouldn't pray to God. When you are praying for a problem to be solved, when you are praying for a mountain to be moved, when you are praying for healing, when you are praying for yeah, speaking to a devil, to cast out a devil, you don't Pray to God. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. You speak to that problem. You speak to that mountain. You address the case. You don't address God. Peter did not speak to God. Neither did John. They spoke to the problem. They spoke what they wanted to see. They called forth the future they wanted to see. What is the future? 
in future of that lame paralytic man walking. So he said to him, in the name of Jesus, rise up. That is your future. You're not supposed to be squatting down. Lame. You're supposed to be upright and walking. So he said to them, rise up. Today, I needed to speak to that lame back account. Command that lame back account to rise up. Move from red to black. Speak to that debt you've been owing. It is time for inflow to come. Speak to your, 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 your business account. Get your business document, your registration document from company house. Speak to that company. Say, I command you to be productive. Speak to your CV. Command it to be productive. Speak to your body if you are sick. Command your body to receive healing. She just told them, cast out devils, heal the sick. He didn't tell them, pray to me to heal the sick. You will not see that in the Bible. That was an instruction from God. Do you know why? He has given us the power to do that. He does not have that power again on earth to do those things. He doesn't have that power again on earth to heal the sick, to raise the dead. He has given it to you. And God, Jesus, doesn't do dirty delegation. If he has given it to you, he doesn't have it. So here on earth, believers have the authority. Believers have that power. You need to use it in the next three months of this year to change your lot. You need to use it in the next three months of this year to decree a thing and it will be established unto you. Just like Peter used here. Speak to that mountain and that mountain will be moved. In one of the prophetic Psalms, Psalm 110, David was writing and, and like a prophetic Psalm was writing and in his writings, you could see God the Father and God the Son. And what transpired there, the Bible says in verse 1, And the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand side. Two Lords, the Lord and my Lord. Who is David's Lord? David's Lord is our own Lord. Whenever you give your life to Christ, you ask Jesus to come and be your Lord and Savior. So my Lord there is Jesus Christ. The Lord there is the Father. So the Father, the Lord, said to our Lord, you and I's Lord, which is Jesus Christ, sit at my right hand. He said, till I make your enemies thy footstool. In the next verse, what, what, what happened? The Lord, <laughs> hallelujah, shall send the rod of your strength. Everybody say the rod. The rod. You see the word rod there again? Say the rod of your strength out of Zion. <laughs> Zion is the city of our Lord. Zion is like a church. It's a representation of the church today. He said, out of the church, I will send 
I will send the rod of your strength, of your power. Remember what I told you? That rod is a representation of your authority. But where did the Bible say that the Lord will send it out from? He said it, he said it out of Zion. He will send it out of the church. The church is not a building. The church is you and I. So the rod of God's strength is with you. The rod of God's strength is with me. That is the authority in the name of Jesus. And what do you do with the rod? The Bible says, rule, <laughs> rule, <laughs> rule in the midst of the people. How do kings rule? Kings rule by issuing decrees. Kings rule by speaking. Kings rule by, by giving out instructions. That is why throughout this period, you should learn how not to keep quiet or keep silent. This is how you execute your faith. This is how you put your faith to work. This is how you put your faith and release it as an offensive weapon against the enemy. You do that when you speak in faith. You do that when you declare God's word in faith. The faith is what powers it into action. Speak. You already have it. Okay, let me give an example now. You see? This light, this house is connected to power, the whole house. But let's assume it's dark here now, and that is the only light source. And I turn off that light, I'll be in darkness in this room, though the entire house, the entire house is connected to power. That is the same way as Christians. When you give your life to Christ and you're a believer, you are given that power, that energy, that electricity. You are also given the authority in the name of Jesus. And if Satan comes around you to play around, to terrorize you, to oppress you, to do one of those, the, his works around your vicinity, and you keep quiet, <laughs> and you keep quiet, your light will be turned off. You'll be in darkness, though you are connected to power. But if I go using my rod of authority, using my <laughs> the name of Jesus, and I turn on the light, all of a sudden, the dark room will receive light. But I refuse to turn it on. I'll still be in a dark room. Even though I have been given power by the energy company. That what does that mean? Though Jesus has given us power, though God has given us his authority and all that, we still need to go and execute it. We still need to go and use it. How do we use it? We use it by speaking. Whenever we speak to the 
problem, the challenge, the mountain. Whenever we command the things we want to see, like in this case, I want to see light. I command it and I act on it. I desire it and I act on it. That is why wishes and commanding and walking my feet are not the same thing. What wishes does that? People would just wish, oh, I wish my life is better. I wish this is that. And they sit lying on their bed wishing without taking action. But a man of faith does not wish. A man of faith desires something. He goes and puts his faith to work. That is what we call the action steps of faith. That's what we call corresponding action. What is corresponding action? Acting in line with what you believe. That is how you use this. By speaking, by confessing the word of God in faith without doubt. And whatever you say and whatever you decree will come to pass. Whatever you command shall stand in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in that same place, in Psalm 1110, or in verse 3, verse 3 now says, Thy people <laughs> will be willing <laughs> in the days of thy power. Say, in the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning, thou had the dew of thy youth. You shall be willing. So until I exit, show willingness to use the power. Willingness to turn it on. I will not enjoy the benefits of the authority that have been given me. And I'm ending now. As I end, I want us to do some things. If you're lying now, watching this service, please, it's an appeal. Just stand to your feet as I'm standing. If you are sitting down, just get up on your feet. Unless you are driving or maybe you're in a vehicle, that's fine. But if you're at home or in an office, wherever you are, and you can get up, get up. We need to put to work. We need to execute. We need to put into action our authority and get it working for us. The Bible says something in Exodus 23 verse 25. You can turn to that scripture, I would love you to do that. Turn to that scripture, Exodus 23, 25 to 30. And the Bible says, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And he said, And I will take away sickness, from your midst, I will take sickness away from your midst. Do you know, I went and I looked at the word away, the word that was translated away, and I found out. Let me read the verbatim <laughs> for a reason. Oh, glory be to God. Translated from the original Aramaic Hebrew, away, is the word sir. <laughs> Pay attention. Is the word sir. And do you know what it means literally? It means turn off. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Turn off. 
Say with me. Turn off. I, I didn't hear you. Say it louder. Turn off. So the Bible says, if you serve me, God will turn off sickness and diseases. Hallelujah. That is why people have been asking me, oh, I hope you are safe. This blah, blah, da, da, da. Like in our town, I think our town ranks got into the top 10 of coronavirus cases. At the point, this last week, it was number six or so in the whole nation. I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fantastic. Do you know why? I am doing what I'm teaching you. Do you know with your mouth, you can build a spiritual fence round about you. With your mouth, you can build a spiritual fence round about your house. Every house I move into, I put a spiritual fence around my house. The way people build houses with fences and they put this electric um, cabling on top of the fence so people can jump over the fence. That is the way I put spiritual electricity round about my house. Round about everything I own. Round about my wife and my kids. Round about myself. I go when I move into a house, I anoint the house before I move in. And nothing, when I say nothing, nothing, no one will ever dare come near my dwelling place. Ha, huh, let me tell you this story. <laughs> I remember when I was in um in college. Um that was my second year. It was uh, first semester, if I remember correctly. First semester, yeah. And we're preparing for our exams. And like I said, anywhere I move into, I put a covering around my house. So one night, at exactly 12 midnight, I was reading. There was no light for my candle. All of a sudden, I heard footsteps by my window. A couple of them, more than a couple, I think maybe five or six, you know, sets of footsteps. And the next thing I heard was a bang on my door. Me, me, me. I'm like, oh. Because I know this kind of school I live in, I know exactly what was going on. For those <laughs> in the UK that might not understand, in Nigeria, in schools, we have what is called confraternity. These are cults that young men and women belong to that are very violent you know they maim you know um their rivals they kill their rivals and it's very very violent very 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 violent you know and i knew of course what was going on this is a hit but because <coughs> i'm not in any cult too but that's not even an excuse because there have been many cases of mistaken identity. In fact, in, my, in, in that school, I think a year, two years before that, this is it that I'm talking to you about. In front of my room, my friend's elder brother was killed. In front of that, my room, about two years ago, was killed and it was mistaken identity. He was not a member of any cult, but he was killed. So by saying you're not a member of any cult does not, in quote, protect you. Because this is 12 midnight at night. They might have gotten the wrong address or wrong room or whatever. I could have still been a victim. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. At first, I got afraid. 
But in the split second, because of my training and some of the things I'm teaching you have been taught me, I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know what I have. So tools I'm teaching you, I knew I had them. So when they banged on my door the second time, I turned. Something happened to me. I don't know where that thing came from. I screamed at them, who is that? And I was fearless. Do the next thing I heard? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, wrong room. And they turned. Because opposite my room, my door is another room. So they were like in the corridor. So they turned to the opposite door, knocked, broke into that door, and almost killed my neighbor. God saved him that day. And they were shooting and shooting, and they almost killed him. God saved him, he escaped. That would have been me. That would have been me. But because I always protect anywhere I live by speaking, angels have put on God came to walk. In that same way, that is how you protect yourself. The Bible says if you serve God, he will turn off. Everybody say turn off. No, say it again. Turn off sickness and diseases. What does that mean? COVID-19 cannot come near your dwelling place. Because when it comes around you, it will be what? Turned off. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. It will be what? Turned off. Now open your mouth and say, I and my family, we are protected against the scourge of the enemy. Against every pestilence from the kingdom of darkness, be it COVID 19, be it any sickness, be it cancer, be it keloids, is it keloids that they call it, whatever it is, growth. What's the growth in, of the tummy? Fibroids, whatever name it is, we are protected. Any tumor cannot come on me. Put your hands on your head. Upon that of your children, upon that of your wife, in the name of Jesus. Amen. That is how you put your authority to work. How you go on the offensive, whether you're feeling sick or not, go on the offensive by using your shield of faith, by using the sword of the spirit. Go on the offensive. Speak. Turn off. Everybody say, turn off. Say, every sickness has been turned off over my head say every disease has been turned off over my family it will not come near us in the name of jesus amen oh hallelujah and the next verse now says none shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land <laughs> hallelujah now say after me say i will not suffer miscarriage I will not be barren. Fruitfulness is my portion. Say no barrenness. No barrenness of my seed. Say no barrenness in my business. Say no barrenness in my career. 
Say no barrenness in every work of my hands. Say I will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Shout a big amen. Amen. <laughs> that is how you use the sword of the spirit as an offensive weapon. Powered by the shield of faith. <laughs> hey, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. He now said, I will fulfill the number of your days. Do you know what I mean? You can die young. <laughs> Declare with me, say, I will not die young <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> say, I will live out my years <laughs> in this land. <laughs> I cannot die young. <laughs> say, I will live <laughs> and declare the goodness of the Lord. <laughs> Shout a big amen if you believe that. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. He now said, I will send my fear before you and I will cause confusion among all people to whom you come and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. Declare with me. Say, the fear of the Lord goes ahead of me, goes in front of me. All my enemies will be put on the run. They will be fearful of me. As I approach, they will be fearful in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say, my enemies will turn their backs on me. In case you don't know what that means, that means they will flee. When they turn their backs on you, they are running away from you. No plan of the enemy shall come to pass. In your life, any plan against your spouse, against your children, against your career, against your business, I come against it now in the name of Jesus. I command it out. I put them into confusion. They will run and scatter seven ways in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, shout a big amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, I will send hornets before you, and they shall drive out the Hevites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before you. All your enemies, huh? the angels, the hornets will go, the evil spirits huh? will go and drive them out for you to take your rightful place where God has said you belong. If you believe that, shout a big amen. 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 <laughs> we gave you praise. I worship you. I thank you. This is why I end. This is why I end. It will be your portion in this last three months of the year. This will be your portion in 2021. <laughs> Every day you wake up, speak. Every day you wake up, declare what the Lord has puts in your heart to declare that day. Take the scriptures. Go to our website. Go to our website. We have a PDF filled with Bible promises divided into sections. The address is on the screen. Go, go, go. The address is on the screen. Go download it. Print it out. Write out some that is specific to what you're trusting God for. Paste them around your house. When you go past it, confess it, speak it, and it will happen. In the name of Jesus. Now you should have your fights and your offering. I'm going to pray for you, Father, for the ones that want to pay their fights. I ask, Lord, that as they pay their fights in reverence of you, the ones that are giving from a cheerful heart, as they are giving in reverence and honor to your holy name, I ask, 
Lord. That whatever they declare going forward, every declaration they've made this evening, it must stand. It must come to pass. You shall satisfy them with good things. You will grant their desires of their hearts. In the name of Jesus, I join my faith with yours right now. And I decree in the next three months of this year, fruitfulness is your portion. In the next three months of this year, fruitfulness, increase, prosperity, no sickness, no diseases, no death, no accident. It's your portion. The cost of the ember months can never come near your dwelling place. You'll be protected by the Most High God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. <laughs> oh, oh, I give you praise. I give you praise. Just go, go, go. The Holy Spirit just speak it to me now. To bless communion. To bless communion. So we're about to step into the last three months of this year. To bless communion. So give me a few seconds. I'm going to get a communion. And you to go get bread, biscuits, water, drink, whatever it is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. On the day he was crucified, he took bread and brick and said, This is my body broken for you. As take of his bread and partake of his bread, I decree no sickness will come upon you. No harm will befall you. You're going out and your coming in will be blessed. You will be blessed in the city. You will experience increase in the name of Jesus. And he took the wine and said, This is the New Testament in my blood. So do this in remembrance of me. For as we partake of your blood, we decree that every blessing of the new covenant come upon us. We will experience it in our lives. We will experience it in our career. We will experience it in our relationship. We will experience it in our business throughout these three months remaining in 2020. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We thank you. We give you praise. Just worship him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're worthy to be praised. We adore your holy name. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Your name be praised. Your name be adored. In the mighty name of Jesus.